going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Believe Fantasy Football Show with yours truly, Michael Fabiano. Uh, I got my guy Tass back. What's going on, man? Like, you feeling better? I know you had a little bout of COVID there. Yeah, feeling better. Got to watch some Thursday night football. Got some vindication with uh, a Montgomery score and Jameer Gibbs with a slow start. But it doesn't mean that he can't still have the exponential rise that, that we think he can. First off, it's one game, guys. It's one game, one game. <laughs> like I can't stress yeah. that enough. So don't get crazy. Uh, but I know a lot of Chiefs fans are going to get crazy out there. And more in particular, those who may have started Kadarius, Tony or Sky Moore, we're getting into that. I- I'm not surprised the Lions won the game. I-, I We're in a different world. It's a bizarre world, right? We drafted wide receivers heavy in fantasy and the Lions are beating the Chiefs on Thursday night football at Arrowhead. I mean, this is kind of the world that we live in right now. Uh, let's go through some of the performances or lack thereof and we'll start off with the lions what did we learn about jared goff still can't trust him on the road 14 points one touchdown pass if you like to to roll with player props you should be betting the under on jared goff's touchdown passes every time he's not in ford field it just this is what he is he was good last night from a real football perspective but in fantasy he just doesn't get it done on the road it just doesn't happen the backfield situation David Montgomery is the lead dog, man. He had 21 touches. Uh, Jameer Gibbs had nine. And I know that they were talking about bringing Gibbs along slowly, and I'm sure that there are going to be weeks where he's going to pop more. But you know what worried me? I only had two targets in that game last night. Only two. That's got to increase, or he will never in a million years be worth the third or fourth round pick that everyone used on him. And I'm not saying that David Montgomery is going to be better than Jameer Gibbs for the remainder of the season, but I will tell you this. I liked Montgomery way more in drafts than Gibbs because of where you could get him compared to where you can get Gibbs. And we saw why last night. Montgomery's a good back in the prime of his career. Uh, again, but it's one game. It's one game. Amon Ra was Amon Ra. We love him. The Sun God had a touchdown for us, scored 19 points. We'll take it all day long. We love them. We love Amon Ra. And then we saw Josh Reynolds. I He ran 29 routes. He had seven targets. He had 80 yards. And if you are in a deeper league, he's potentially going to be someone you'll pick up next week. Another player on the Detroit side, Sam Laporte. He didn't have a huge fantasy game. He had 8.9 points, but he ran 26 routes and he had five targets. And boy, did he remind me of TJ Hawkinson, just in a different uniform number. I think, and I, I, I said I had Laporte as a sleeper in the preseason, but I prefaced it by saying, Ricky Titans typically don't do anything. Toss, I liked what I saw last night from Laporta. Yeah, I mean, I, I think especially when a tight end gets involved on third down and they start to become a security blanket for their QB, that that to me always bodes well. You at least know you're getting some sort of floor out of that. And to go back to the Montgomery point, I think it was very apparent to me that while Jameer Gibbs obviously has the explosiveness from a decision-making standpoint, like he's not the same back as, as Montgomery. Montgomery makes the right read to get the two, three, four yards that when you're in third and short. And he's always out, he's going to be out there on the field. He's also a great pass blocker. He he gave yep. some well-deserved protection to Jared Goff last night. So that's going to keep him on the field. No question. No question. And let's not forget, I mean, Jamal Williams last year scored 17 touchdowns in that role. He's got uh, one. The Lions. He's got and one. And Montgomery's got one so far. So uh David Montgomery, my guess, will be ranked higher than Jameer Gibbs next week when we get into week two. 
Um, we've still got week one right in front of us, but let's continue on with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes was Patrick. He was good. He was, I mean, he did, his numbers weren't awesome. Like 226 passing is not good for Patrick Mahomes, but he rushed for 45 yards. He had the two touchdowns and the pick, which should not have counted against him in fantasy, unfortunately, is going to. Yeah. He still scored you almost 20 points. And it could have been more and it should have been more. But his receivers let him down very often in that game. Before we get into that, let's get into the backfield. Clyde Edwards-Alaire started. <laughs> and, and I know a lot of Isaiah Pacheco folks out there were disappointed. Pacheco got 12 touches. Uh, CEH had seven. But this was always going to be a committee. And Jared McKinnon got one touch in the game, and that was it. Had one catch, which kind of goes in line with the Lions. They were the toughest defense in the league last year against pass-catching running backs. So I actually had McKinnon as a sit this week, and he did not produce. But that backfield's going to be a headache. There's going to be a week it's Pacheco. There's going to be a week it's McKinnon, and apparently Edwards is in the mix there too. So get the Exeteran ready. Uh, if you're starting Pacheco or McKinnon on a weekly basis, the receivers now keep in mind, no Travis Kelsey. I jinxed him. Remember, remember yeah. Yeah. I jinxed him because I got, I'm auto picked and I don't like drafting Kelsey in the first round. And I, the next day got hurt. My fault. I'm superstitious. None of the receivers did anything to make us feel better about a consistent, productive option. None of them. Rasheed Rice led them with 11.6 points. He ran 12 routes, folks. That was it. He was targeted five times. He'll get picked up on the waiver wire for sure. Marcus Valdez-Scantling ran 33 routes. He had two targets. Kadarius Tony. I mean, what the hell was that? Listen, dude, you're a professional. I don't care if you didn't have a training camp. You were hurt. Catch the flipping ball. Come on. And Patrick Mahomes was real good at professional after the game and, and, and didn't, didn't get on him. Kadarius Tony cost them that game last night. He did. Bottom line, he cost them the yeah. game. He was terrible. And he ran 11 routes. That's it. I ain't playing the guy who's running 11 routes. He's going to get rage dropped across the board in fantasy. People are just going to be like, F you, Kadarius Tony. I don't want you on my roster anymore. But you know who the bigger disappointment was? Sky Moore. As bad as Kadarius Tony was on Thursday night, Sky Moore still didn't outscore him. Sky Moore scored four tenths of a point. He did run 29 routes, but he's only targeted three times. And I, I get it. Like everybody wants to talk, Sky Moore, Sky Moore. Like he was getting bumped up into the eighth round in drafts. Guys, it's the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. Like, did we not learn anything last year? Ball distribution is going to be different every week. Hell, Kadarius Tony could be their best receiver next week. I, but it's going to be a nightmare. And listen, I, if, if there's a receiver in Kansas City that I want on my fantasy team, it's still Sky Moore. But this is the reality of the situation in Kansas City's passing game. And Mahomes warned fantasy managers about this last year. You never know who it's going to be. He's going to throw to the open man. Rasheed Rice was open in the end zone. He threw him the ball. And the other touchdown, Blake Bell. You know, people were jumping on Noah Gray. And Noah Gray ran 37 routes, which is great. Which is great. Three catches. And he didn't score the touchdown. That's what you got. 
Mahomes missed Kelsey last night. I'll tell you that. And I would like as somebody who has Kelsey now, even though I didn't want him, why are you standing on the sidelines? Go sit down. <laughs> Take the damn weight <laughs> off that knee. What are you doing, man? That's don't funny. run around and flick it. Go sit down. Yeah. Kelsey. Chase wow. Louise. I mean, the, the thing about that Blake Bell touchdown, that was schemed open. That was the schemed read for Patrick Mahomes. So that just goes to show not only does Patrick Mahomes not care, Andy Reid doesn't care either, right? No, they don't care. But they got burned by the receivers last night. They did. You know, Thursday night, I, it, it was it was the Chiefs um, potentially having a coming out party for one of their wide receivers. I, I don't don't tell me Rasheed Rice came out. I thought he he, he, imp- he impressed me the most. I he would looked, say right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I'm not I'm not gonna crown him the the best fantasy receiver in uh, Kansas City right now after that performance. It's not gonna no. do it. No, not gonna do it. I might have had a touchdown prop on him. I'm a little soft on him because for, oh, for, for a particular no. reason. Yeah, well I don't know why. That's a crazy. It was a crazy move, but it worked. So, well done. There you go. Thanks. Uh, hey, folks. It's one game, so don't get too crazy. Well, maybe if you have Kadarius Tony, you could get a little crazy, but don't get too nuts about it. Okay, uh, it's 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 one game, but kudos to the Lions, man. I mean, dating back to last year, I mean they've been one of the best teams in football. They just keep winning games. They went into Lambeau and beat the Packers last year at the end of the year. Rodgers knocked them out of the playoffs. Next game, they go into Arrowhead and beat the champs. Patrick Mahomes. And I know, no Chris Jones. I get it. I understand. No Kelsey. I get it. It's a dub for the Lions. And the Chiefs are sitting at 0-1. And I said this I said this on my SiriusXM show. Chiefs aren't going back to the Super Bowl. I said it. Yesterday, they're not going back to Super Bowl. I, I'm not saying they're not going to be a really good team because they are. They're not going back to Super Bowl. It's, it's not happening. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. And they've been there quite often. I think this this is not going to be their year to get to the Super Bowl. Spicy. I like it. Did you feel? Do you feel differently about playing uh, opposing offensive players against the Lions? I know it's it's one game, right? So it's a little bit of a wait and see. But what I was yep. maybe most impressed with in that game was their defensive line and how much pressure Did, they got on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and, and you know what, too? I, and I, I know it's like a sexy stat on the defensive side. Sacks are still overrated. Aiden Hutchinson did not have a sack in that game. All that guy did is wreak havoc. The entire game, he was wreaking havoc. So much pressure. I mean, that's because you can't sack Patrick Mahomes. That That's why. Right. But holy cow. And, and listen, man. Their, their young kids made plays. The young kids that they drafted made last night based on one game. And I know it's only one game, but the, a, the Lions get an A plus in the draft for yeah. what they drafted. Branch, Gibbs. Yeah. They look Campbell. Campbell yeah. made a couple of plays too. Uh, you know, and Gibbs is going to get better. So you guys like to win money, right? I like to win money. I like money. I need more of it. You know how you win money? You listen to Jen Piacenti, our next guest. Jen Piacenti is one of the best in the business at player props. I call her the princess of props. And we're going to have her on every Friday to fatten your wallet. So let's uh, let's bring Jen Piacenti on the show. Jen, you are the best in the business. SI.com slash fantasy player prop, the princess of player props. Uh, DFS, if you want to win money, you listen to Jen Piacenti, okay? She's like E.F. Hutton. I know that's a really old um, example. Toss, do you even know E.F. Hutton? You're just a young, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fun. When they, when they talk, people listen, uh, Jen, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us here uh, on the belief fantasy football show. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, um, I just want to say before we kick off these player props and DFS plays, please bear in mind, it has been a long off season and the first week to three weeks of the season is always a little tricky, right? Because we're kind of going with what we have projected and what we think will happen, but we haven't really seen it because preseason didn't really give us much of a glimpse. So it's a little bit more of a, you know, guess, but after like three to four weeks when we really get the data, that's when we'll really start hitting our strides. So um, we did hit our Sam Laporta prop for the Thursday night. We we're Love believers. It. We're believers. And wow, 80% of the snaps, you guys pick them up on the waiver wire. No question. All right. So, let, let's get into your favorite props. Uh, and, and I know you love Cam Akers like I do. I have him as a stardom this week. Yeah, I love him. Uh, mostly because there's no Cooper Cup right now. Of course, I love Tyler Higby. He's definitely somebody you could play player props for as well because he's likely going to be heavily involved, possibly the number one target. But Cam Akers, listen, uh, his over two and a half catch prop pays plus uh, 125. And his receiving yards prop is only at 13 and a half. Now, we know that the last time he faced the Seahawks, he had three catches for 24 yards. And we know that the Seahawks allowed 6.7 yards per reception to opposing running backs last year. That's the second highest amount. And they allowed the seventh best catch rate to opposing running backs. So we are in on Cam Akers. We think the numbers are nice and low. And we think he's going to pick up kind of where he left off last season because, look, who else is there? Let's, uh, let's talk about Russell Wilson. And I have him listed as a – a player that you could start this week if you need a quarterback. Uh, and there is a prop that you like on Russell this week against Vegas. Yeah, his rushing yards, over 15 and a half uh, rushing yards. If you watch any of the preseason, again, I know we didn't get a lot. We saw that maybe he's going to be using his mobility a little bit more. And that's kind of why we were excited about Sean Payton taking over. Is we think that he will play a little bit more to Russell Wilson's strengths. Again, it's Las Vegas. They allowed a lot of rushing yards last season. So we're going to bet on dangerous losing using his legs as well as his arms so uh, arm one arm hopefully only one arm Russ. yeah, only, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't want him throwing left-handed you never know <laughs> for sure uh sam howell's getting a lot of buzz in the fantasy community i know my uh, co-host at sirius xm Lindsay rhodes digs him the most i'm intrigued uh to say the least uh you like his passing touchdown prop and this is mostly because of the payout. So plus 140, again, I think you've probably mentioned this already on the show. The matchup with the Cardinals, come on. They allowed the fourth most passing touchdowns last season to quarterbacks. So why not Sam Howell? Uh, we think Terry McLaurin's probably going to go. Even if he doesn't, he still has Jahan Dotson. And he has both Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, who are good pass-catching running backs. So there's no reason to think that he can't throw to them as well. And let's also not forget Logan Thomas if he goes. Arizona has been the worst versus the tight end position for like, I don't know, like a decade now, it seems like, like always play your tight ends versus Arizona. So if Logan Thomas is ready, I know he's had a bit of a knee issue, but I'm firing him up. He's also a huge discount in DFS lineups. So I see Sam Howell possibly throwing for two for the plus money. Again, when it's plus money, it's not the most likely, and it's likely enough. I'm willing to bet it. Uh, and, and you've got, Two final player props that people should uh, be putting their money down on, Jen. What are those? 
Um, that's a good question. I don't have my player prop list. Uh, I've got it. J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins and George Pickens. J.K. Dobbins uh, over 15 and a half like, rushing yards. Like minus 120. These in my mind, and then I try when to pick Vin the best one. When talks, okay. I listen, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Okay, J.K. Dobbins. So what is it? 58 and a half, right? Yeah. Last I checked, 58 and a half. Um, it's the Texans. Okay, yeah. look, I know they're supposed to be better. They drafted Will Anderson. D'Amico Ryans could be a defensive-minded coach, all of those things. But they they allowed 141 rushing yards per game last season. I know they faced Derrick Henry a lot, but still 141 rushing yards per game. So maybe they won't be abysmal. Maybe they'll just be really bad. But either way, that's really good for J.K. Dobbins, who's finally completely healthy. He smashed this prop, if this would have been his prop, in all four of his final games played last season. And supposedly, supposedly, we're going to see Lamar Jackson doing a lot more in the passing game. So that should free up, uh, you know, J.K. Dobbins to run on the Texans. So we're going to take the over there. And then George Pickens is 42 and a half, right? Uh, yes. Passing yards. Yeah. Yep, at minus 120. Come on. Um, and I know you probably like this, Fabs, because Kenny Pickett is like your sleeper pick of the year. And I know. I, I don't love Pickett this weekend. I do think the Steelers are going to win that game outright. Um, the 42 is, and a half? I mean, he... No, he it's, not that, it's not that high. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, six of his last eight games yeah. played, nine of 17, as a rookie, as a rookie, okay? Mm -hmm. And a sneaky thing people don't realize is the Niners, they're really good defense, actually about the second most receiving yards last yeah. season. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, maybe a sneaky play there. I like him for the over 42 and a half yards. I don't think it's that high of a bar to clear. He's a big play threat. One big play could do that for Pickens. Cause that's right. the guy he is. And look, did you see that Pickett to Pickens connection in the preseason? It was exciting. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about it too. Uh, yeah. So those are the player props guys. You want to win some dough, uh, maybe go through a few bucks on that. Let's go to your DFS bargains, uh, Jen. Give me a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end that you like for bargains this week. All right, we're going to do one of each. All right, well, okay, so for bargains, I am going to go with Russell Wilson. I know uh, he's not necessarily a star for you, um, but he does have, you know, if it's DFS and you're, you're just guessing, right, you're hoping to save money. And I, because I love this stack again, I think he's going to use his rushing upside. I think he could be really exciting. We don't know new Joe Lombardi offense, uh, Sean Payton. And I like stacking him with Cortland Sutton at wide receiver or Marvin Mims, both of which are affordable. Remember right. Marvin Mims should be stepping in for Tim Patrick. Who's now out for the season. We think Jerry Judy is banged up. Even if he goes, I don't think he really should be limited. Cortland Sutton is one that actually got the first read from Russell Wilson 31% of the time last year. Uh, he also the ex receiver in the Joe Lombardi offense, right? Um, Think Mike Evans, you know, think, think, think about these big plays that could happen. So I like that for Russ. I also think he's going to be mobile. And I think that rushing can really add up for you. So I like Russ and I like those two wide receivers as far as running backs, obviously Deontay Jackson's the one everyone's going to do. But so what about Samadji P Ryan, right? P Ryan has a great matchup. Uh, again, same. I mean, I'm just stacking Broncos here. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say Greg Dulcich, but th this is kind of my value stack. Uh, P. Ryan could be used a lot more than we expect. He should be targeted. The matchup is very, very favorable, again, versus the Raiders. Very generous to the run game. And then at tight end, uh, we already talked about Logan Thomas, so let's go to Juwan Johnson. He had 30% of his team's touchdowns last year. Uh, Titans allowed, I think it's the fourth most PPR points to, is it the fourth most? Fifth most. P. 
PPR points to um, tight ends last season. So again, I'm not one that's buying in super big on Michael Thomas, um, but I, I do love Chris Olave in this game as well, but you have to spend up for Chris Olave a little bit. So Juwan Johnson, if you want a piece of this New Orleans game, is a nice, inexpensive piece to plug into your lineup. Jen Piacenti, you are the best. You can find her at Sports Illustrated and only at Sports Illustrated. Uh, you can get her player props, all of her advice on fantasy football, DFS, everything. Uh, and you can follow her on X at Jen <laughs> X marks it's the spot. Not Twitter baby. anymore. Yeah. Although no, I'm still trying to figure, to figure out, out like, whatever, like you know how you like send out a tweet. Now what are we sending out? Is it? I feel like Twitter is my X now. The heck. Oh. Nice. Anyways. Nice. Um, that was good. We we lo- we love you, Jen. You're going to be joining us uh, each week to talk about your best player props and DFS to help some people out there win a little bit of dough. You are the best, my friend. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you Thanks, soon. Thanks, Babs. Enjoy the football this weekend, you guys. All right, guys. Hey. Week one, man, start them and sit them. This is my Monday morning quarterback. You can find it over at Sports Illustrated every Wednesday. It's updated daily as needed. It's the original, the one and only start them and sit them. We're going to give you a few highlights, some players that you need to start this week and maybe some players you need to put on the bench. Now, I preface this by saying that a lot of the guys that I have on sit, you, you can't. You probably can't. And I get it. But if I'm out there telling you, you know, uh, sit Jerome Ford, like, I mean, I'm not helping you. But you guys, you take in the information, you decide what you're going to do. Quarterbacks. We're going to start off with some starting quarterbacks, and I'm going to go Geno Smith here against the Rams, who may be back to the Lambs this year. We'll find out. But Geno and Metcalf and Lockett, looks like Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be able to play. That offense is going to beat down the Rams. Jalen Ramsey, obviously, no longer there. He's in Miami, and he's hurt. Uh, This is a good spot for all your Seahawks. So uh, Gino's a guy I have in my top 10 at quarterback. Kirk Cousins. As good as Jared Goff is at home, Kirk Cousins is just as good at home. Now Goff, we know, is not great on the road. Last year, he scored over 18 points in all but two home starts. Only two. And one of them I was against my beloved Dallas Cowboys when we smoked them. Hardcore. Um, Buccaneers defense, not what it used to be. Start Cousins this week. Also, Tua Tungvaloa, he's got the Chargers. That's going to be a high-scoring game. What's the total in that one, like 51, Toss? I mean, it's a high total. And that's going to be the best fantasy game of the weekend. Chargers-Dolphins, I mean, there's all kinds of fantasy love in that game going on. Start Tua. Uh, I actually kind of like Russell Wilson this week. And next week, you can make fun of me all you want. It's fine. Listen, it won't be the first time. I mean, the Raiders last year gave up the ninth most points per pass attempt. Their their defense was third most in terms of uh, schedule-adjusted points. Like, they give it up to quarterbacks. Russell had one of his better games against the Raiders last year. He also had a crappy game against the Raiders last year. I don't – is Russell a top 12 quarterback this week? Maybe. But if you're hurting at the position, or maybe you want a DFS play, it's a little cheaper. I like Russell this week. Feels like the perfect Russell Wilson good game. Everyone freaks out. The Broncos are back. Sean Payton is the is the hero, and then their season is normal, what it should be, not you, otherworldly. You know, Payton's been Payton's been talking a lot of you know what, man, uh, with you know with the whole Russell and the kissing babies and all this kind of stuff. Let's hope Russell uh, is back to being the Russell we knew from Seattle uh, because last year he was dearly missed. 
Uh, a couple of other starts I like, Sam Howell against the Cardinals. Uh, Anthony Richardson, I think, could get some garbage time, and the mobility is where I'm looking. I, I can see Richardson throwing a couple of picks in the game, but I also could see him rushing for 60, 70 yards. So that's why I like him as a low QB1. Sidhams, we're going to start off with Deshaun Watson. He's going to be active in a lot of leagues this week. I get it. And if you don't have a better option, start him, okay? The Bengals gave up the third fewest points per pass attempt last year. Uh, they gave up the sixth fewest fantasy points uh, overall um, in terms of running the ball. Overall, quarterbacks, fourth fewest points against the Bengals. This is not a good matchup for Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't love Aaron Rodgers this week. I'm sure Mike Greenberg is not listening to this podcast, but if he were, he wouldn't be happy with me. Um, boy, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who is a massive homer and doesn't even care to display it all over the place. He's like me with the Cowboys um, as I wear my doomsday defense t-shirt, but I don't love the matchup. Uh, my friends over at fantasy points data, which is a great site, by the way, you should check it out. Uh, they showed that the bills allowed 25% fewer points to the quarterbacks based on schedule adjusted points. And I'm going to be talking about schedule adjusted points a lot. And it's basically, it's something that we're looking at last year's data, but obviously it will compile throughout this year. So it, it shows you how defenses do against quarterbacks that other defenses have faced either on a positive or negative uh, note. So there are going to be quarterbacks out there with a positive percentage uh, defenses with a positive percentage, which means they give up more points to the same quarterbacks other defenses have faced. And then on the flip side, negative percentages, uh, they give up fewer. And the Bills were one of the teams that gave up fewer. Uh, this one is low-hanging fruit, but I don't care because there's not that many quarterbacks like I can tell you guys to sit this week that you don't already know. But Matthew Stafford, I can't play him. No Cooper Cup, I ain't playing Stafford. Not playing him. I'm playing the Seahawks defense, though, all day long. I'll tell you that. Jimmy Garoppolo, 2QB league. You probably got to play him. Denver. We talked about schedule adjusted points. Minus 16% last year for the Broncos. Uh, and they gave up the seven fewest points to quarterbacks. I also don't like Kenny Pickett this week. I will say this, though. I love Kenny Pickett on the season. I don't want to play him in week one unless I'm in a 2QB league. I think the Steelers are going to win that game on the field. That two-point spread screams sucker bet to me. I'm just saying. It screams sucker bet. Two points? Toss, am I, am I crazy here? No, I don't. I mean, look, it's it's Mike Tomlin. It's Brock Purdy coming back from injury, right? Like, are we, are we sure? George banged up too. Yeah, are we sure? How good are they going to look? I mean, McCaffrey will look good. And they'll they'll run the they'll run the rock for sure. No, I like I I'm always in for Mike Tomlin Steelers money line pick. Honestly, if, if yeah, if, I, I I don't know. It's just like one of those things. I, I I sometimes you look at you look at a spread and you're like, what? Yeah, and so, and, and sometimes it, it's like it just it's too easy, and it ends up coming in. But a lot of times it doesn't. And I saw that line. I'm like two. That's it. Steelers were barely, you know, they were just above 500 last year. But I think Pickett's going to be good this year. I don't think he's going to be great this week. Um, but keep an eye on that one. Running backs. Let's move on to the running backs. I'm starting Rashad White. Volume wins in fantasy football. I'm starting him. Uh, the Vikings allowed nine running backs to score 15-plus points last year. So White's an RB2 type this week. Uh, keep tabs on Ken Walker. 
Matchup's great, but he's dealing with an injury. If he's a go, you start him. If he's not, Charbonnet gets the gets the nod. J.K. Dobbins against the Texans. Until the Texans show me that they can do anything against the run, I'm starting every flipping running back against them. And Dobbins has got that that honor this week. So I'm going Dobbins against the Texans. Uh, Cam Akers against Seattle. Seattle gave up the fourth most points to running backs last year. And the Rams have nothing else but Akers and Higby. We'll talk about that. So Akers is an RB2 this week uh, in fantasy. No question about it. I also like Javante Williams as a flex. I like P. Ryan too. As P. Ryan's pretty good, he's only fifty one hundred bucks on on DraftKings, by the way. Uh, so he could be a, a decent value against a bad Raiders run defense. So uh, Khalil I, Herbert, Khalil Herbert, Brian Robinson too. Go ahead, Toss. Should I in my standard league that I've been in for a long time, so we won't change the league format, which I kind of appreciate. Should I flex Samaje Pirine or Mike Williams? Again, standard league. So yeah, like, boy, that's a tough one because I love that matchup for the for the lightning bolts. I typically like to go with the running back, but I think here because that could be a high scoring game, I'd probably go Mike Williams. Just the touchdown upside. Yeah. I'm excited to watch Pirine and just see what he does in this first yeah. week, how many touches he gets. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, hey, we're all going to school right now. Um, running backs, I'm sitting. You got to play Najee Harris. I get it. Niners, he's a risky RB2, and he's a low RB2. Niners were amazing against the run last year. Maybe that doesn't uh, translate to this year. Uh, we're going to find out, but hard to hard to like Najee this week. Hard to like the Cook brothers. This is the first time in the history of Stardom and Sidham. I've been doing this article for over 20 years where I've had two brothers as Sidhams at the same position. James Cook's got the Jets. They gave up only seven rushing touchdowns to running backs last year. Uh, only two running backs had more than 14.3 points against the Jets at home last year. I don't love James Cook. He's a flex at best. His brother's a flex at best. Buffalo's defense was was good against the run last year, or good against running backs. He's a risk-reward flex RB2. I'd rather play Brees Hall, but I'd prefer not to play either. I don't love the matchup. And we didn't see these guys. They didn't play. They, they're both coming off injuries. So I'm a little – I'm a little – Concerned. Let's put it that way. I have to play Brees Hall in the league. I don't particularly love it. The matchup's not great. Jamal Williams, I get it. Volume is king and fan. We get that. You know the Titans' defense last year? They allowed 8.4 points per game to running backs on the ground. That's it. They were so good against the run. And 3.4 yards per rush. Now, Williams could get into the end zone and not, not be awful. The matchup's tough. Tennessee's really good against the run. And then DeAndre Swift, I don't want to touch the Eagles running backs right now. I don't know who the hell to play. I I saw the depth chart for the Eagles, and, like, they have four guys as their their RB1. Thanks a lot. Really? Sirianni, I mean, can't help us a little bit? (laughs) I I, I get Kenneth Gainwell was the first guy on the list of the RB1s, but I don't know what the hell to do with that backfield. Patriots are good against the the run, too. Uh, At least they were last year, so I'm going to fade them. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers. Terry McCormick actually play this week. He's getting in full practices. Keep tabs on that still. I like John Dotson. Uh, he, he's like a wide receiver two flex type. In this game against the Cardinals, the Cardinals are going to stink. They're going to stink this year. They're going to be the worst team in the league. I think they're, they're planning on being the worst. Did you see Jonathan Gannon's quote-unquote motivational speech that's rolling around to us on social media? Yeah, it hyped me up. I mean, 
if I'm a player in that locker room, I'm like, dude, I need a nap after that. That was awful. Yeah, I was being facetious, by the way. I don't know if you could tell, but I know he was. Yeah, no, he was. It was. It was. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, I mean, hopefully damn. Caleb Williams can make a better rah rah speech next year. Oh, yeah, all right. Well, if he comes out now, his dad saying if he might get drafted by the team he don't want to go to, he may decide. Uh, I'm not gonna come out. That would suck for the Cardinals. Um, I like New Hopkins this week as like a wide receiver two flex type. Uh, last time he played the Saints was last year. That was against the with the Cardinals. He had ten catches. I like Drake London this week. Um, it, it, a lot of it has to do with Desmond Ritter, but Carolina's defense, you know, we talk about schedule adjusted points plus 25%. That's high. Um, receivers lined out wide last year against some fourth most points scored. So I like Drake. We talked about Mike Williams. I like Mike Williams. Um, Mike Williams is a deep threat. Okay. Last year, Miami allowed the eighth most yards to receivers lined out wide on targeted passes of 20 plus yards. I know that's a lot to spit out. And to digest, it's good for Mike Williams, folks. Let's just let's just say that. And Kellen Moore is going to want to throw the ball more uh, than the Chargers did last year. And then uh, Chris Godwin, I like. I, listen, the Bucks could be playing from behind. It could be a negative game script. And not for nothing, but the Vikings' defense was bad last year. So I do like Chris Godwin this week. Uh, Corlin Sutton's also a good play. I don't mind Mike Thomas uh, as a flex this week either. Uh, wide receivers that you want to fade. Hollywood Brown, I, I can't play any Cardinals with any kind of confidence catching passes from Joshua Dobbs. I can't. Could he get some garbage sign points? Yeah, of course. So he's a wide receiver three flex, and he's risk-reward at that. DJ Moore, a lot of people are going to play him. I get it. I, I, I Again, I'm not going to come out here and say, you know, bench flipping, you know, the fourth string wide receiver in Pittsburgh. I'm not going to do that. I got to give you guys something to think about. DJ Moore has got a matchup against the Packers who gave up 13 touchdowns to wide receivers last year. That's it. That's it. Packers were also on the negative side of the percentage when it came to schedule adjusted points against wide receivers. So I don't love DJ Moore this week. I don't love Michael Pittman Jr. Why rookie quarterback? And could he get some garbage sign points? Yeah. I got to sure. see Anthony Richardson throw the ball, man. I really do. That's one of the things I'm going to be paying attention to the most. Um, not starting Juju this week against the Eagles either. Probably the, the leading receiver for the Patriots. Still don't dig him. And I'm not starting Odell Beckham Jr. this week. Uh, he did pop on the injury report, so keep tabs on him. The Texans, and I know we talk about the Texans are so crappy. The Texans allowed the fewest schedule-adjusted points last year to receivers at negative 21.9%. That's because teams ran the ball down the throats, and that's why I love Dobbins. But that's something to keep in mind. The Texans were actually really tough on wide receivers last year. Um, some other guys that may want to fade, uh, Gabe Davis, uh, Jacoby Myers also, uh, on, on the lesser side of things, tight ends. Let's get to the tight ends here. And this position is going to be a nightmare for people this week, especially if you lost Kelsey. Um, you got some guys who are banged up too. keep tabs on the status of Kittle Andrews, although Andrews is back in practice, but I like Tyler Higby a lot. Why? Who else are they going to throw the ball to Van Jefferson? You know, Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, it's going to be Higby. He's going to get a lot of targets. The Seahawks were bad against tight ends last year. So start Tyler Higby. I, I don't love Evan Ingram for the year. I'll play him against the Colts. He averaged right around 10 points per game in two games against Indianapolis last year. 
their defense gave up eight plus fantasy points to tight ends 12 times last year, including four who had more than 13. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Ingram as a low tight end one. I like David Njoku this week against the Bengals. The last time he played the Bengals, he beat him for almost 19 points. And it seems like he's got a pretty good rapport there with Watson in Cleveland. And then if you're hurting Greg Dulcich and I get like the Adam Troutman, yes, that's an issue. But Jerry Judy is hurt. We know Tim Patrick's out. We know KJ Hamler. I mean, the Broncos are, are hemorrhaging receivers. And Dulcich has got a rapport with Russell. So if this is like, I really need a tight end and I had a dart throw, I'll try Greg Dulcich and see what happens. Um, Luke Musgrave is also worth a dart throw this week. Uh, Juwan Johnson also uh, worth a dart throw. Sit him. I know you got to play Kyle Pitts. I get it. I understand. There's been no positive press about him. There's been nothing. Like, wow, this guy looked really great in camp. He's ready to to be the unicorn that we all thought he was coming out of Florida. It's, we haven't heard it. The Panthers also allowed the 10th fewest points to tight ends last year. And in two of the four games Pitts has faced them, he scored fewer than five points. Dalton Schultz from my beloveds, formerly of my beloveds. I'm not playing him against the Ravens and a rookie quarterback on the road. I'm not doing it. I want to see what CJ Stroud can give us. Uh, and I think we can do better than Schultz this week. Uh, Cole Komet, not playing him against the Packers. And I'm not playing Irv Smith against the, the Browns. I like Irv Smith as a potential matchup-based starter. But the Browns gave up two touchdowns last year to tight ends. That was it. And they gave up fewer than 10 points per game to the position. So uh, Irv Smith Jr. is going to be a fade for me. If you're looking at a few decent um, uh, players that you might want to fade this week, guys who are big names in DFS, Schultz is $4,600, too expensive. Kyle Pitts is at $4,500, too expensive. Not going there. I'm just not doing it. All right, those are the starts and sits for the week. Uh, got a lot that has been covered. Um, I know you guys got a lot of questions out there, and I'm going to answer a few of them here that were sent out on X uh, before we let you go. Uh, Alfonso Arellano, Pickens or Watson at wide receiver? Watson's banged up right now. Pickens is the is the safer play. Now, if Watson, if we hear that Watson's good to go, I I like his matchup better. But right now, I mean Pickens is a safer play. But keep tabs on Watson with the injury because he's been missing practice. Well, um, Dob- Dobbs is hurt too, right? So Dobbs came back to practice though on Thursday. Keep tabs on Reed too, because I think Jane, he could... Jane Reed, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I mean Luke it's it's grave. Luke Musgrave, Musgrave too. Yep. It's a, such a young room that anyone could really pop off and then solidify themselves. Like yep. if Watson ends up being their wide receiver too on the year, like would we be that surprised? I wouldn't because yeah. Love's a new quarterback and he's starting to find his, his connections with his receivers. So any of these guys could end up popping down the road. Yep, no question. Uh, Brock Purdy Stan, how do we proceed with Jameer Gibbs moving forward? It's one game. Would I have liked to have seen the usage be higher? Yeah. But Dan Campbell said they were going to bring him along slowly. I don't know that he's ever going to be worth a round three pick. I, I kind of was questioning that too, because like I would say David Montgomery's like in the prime of his career, they paid him, but Gibbs is a flex in PPR. Um, you got, you, you drafted him in the third or fourth round. You got to roll with him uh, unless you're really deep and in, in the backfield. 
Uh, Alan Brand, Tony in trouble or first game rust? Drop or stash or bench? Depends on the size of your league. If you're in a 14-team league, I ain't cutting them. If you're in a 10-team league, he probably is very cuttable. 12-team league, it's borderline. Depends on your depth, honestly. Like, I'm in a 14-team league. I got him. I'm not cutting him. It's one game. I know he sucked, but it was one game. And it's the Chiefs. It's Mahomes. I'm not giving up yet. I mean, Kadarius Tony helped them win the Super Bowl. So he just happened to suck on Thursday. Um, Don Don, who do you start this week? Gino or Lawrence? I, I like both. I'm going to go Lawrence against the Colts. But it's close. Gino's got a really good matchup against the Rams. Uh, I'm going to go Lawrence here with the new weapons. Hopefully they break out a little Calvin Ridley love this weekend and the, and the Jaguars score a boatload of points against the Colts. Uh, who have a lot of question marks going into the season. So uh, that's it for this edition of the Believe Fantasy Football Show with myself, Michael Fabian, and my guy, Tass. Tass, what game before we go is the is the game that you're looking most forward to from a fantasy perspective? For me, it's Chargers-Dolphins. That will be a really exciting game. I have a lot of Tyreek Hill stock and Mike Williams stock, so mm. that's an important one for me. But it's that Sunday, that Sunday night football game, Fabs. It's got to be. Real life implications for us, fantasy implications for me. I've got yep. Barkley. I've got Dude, CD. Have, Lam- I've got CD Lamb in about three leagues. So I have I, so much CD Lamb exposure. It's crazy. Yeah. Me too. And I yeah, can't I'm wait for it, yeah. for Dak to throw for three touchdowns, all of them to CD. It's gonna be great. Oh, I'll I'll take two of those and give the other one to Brandon Cooks. It's fine with me. Uh, or maybe even Jakey Ferguson. How about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get some people excited about Jay Fergo. I like I'll it. Do that. Uh, everybody, good luck this week. It's week one, folks. It's what we've been waiting for 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 eight months now. It is here. It's here. And we here at the Believe Fantasy Football Show are going to help you win a fantasy championship. So make sure that you're subscribing. You're tuning in every single week, Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, We're going to help you uh, get that chip. So uh, for Tass, this is Fabs. Good luck this weekend. We'll see you next Tuesday. (laughs) 